You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Whether you need a battery for your truck or batteries for your trail cameras, Interstate Batteries has the batteries for your everyday life. Stop into a local retail location. They have thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Or go and visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND. That's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout. and That'll get you 25% off of your purchase. You're wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out TetheredNation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. Walter Lee, how's it going over there in Florida? Hot as balls, dude. It's ridiculous. Can we say balls on your podcast? We say balls if you want. It's kind of okay. gay, but... All right, just making sure. <laughs> can we say gay on your podcast? I know... I, I We have now. <laughs> you know, <I'm... laughs> yeah. We, we could said take balls this... and gay, so here's could, what it is now. <laughs> we could take this conversation to the political side of things that we've always <laughs> wanted to do on, on air. Um. <laughs> Oh, I don't. Man. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Well, maybe I need one a day. PO box so people don't know where to find me. One day, maybe me and you can talk about politics on a podcast. I think that would be funny. Um, spoil, spoiler alert! That's not gonna. Ha- that's actually gonna happen one day. Um, yeah, it will. I guarantee it. It will. It has to. But, um, dude, we were under heat heat advisory today here in Alabama. So I'm sure in Florida. Y'all are probably, I would imagine it's a good, what, like five degrees warmer down there? Man, I don't know. All I know is that once it hits a certain point, I start loathing life. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think it, 
the high today was like 96 and the humidity was 77 percent and and to me that's just I feel like a hard-boiled egg whenever I go outside. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It feels like you just went swimming. I, I shot my bow a couple times today, just kind of like randomly taking breaks throughout the day, which I don't think I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, I'm completely self-employed now, so I have the ability to just take a break if I want to and go outside and shoot my bow, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. So, yeah. I mean, not bragging or anything, but life is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I know that there's people that are listening to this podcast. This is not like a, this isn't, it, it, this isn't Gary V. Like we're not like a motivational, like self betterment podcast, but I, I'm going to tell you that, uh, there is something that is to be said about how, um, awesome it is to be, to not have a boss. Can I say that? <laughs> You can, yeah. I think you're self-employed, so yeah. I mean, as long as Hallie's not listening, right? Well, she she is my only boss, really, um, and then myself, which is like, I don't know, man. That's that's valuable. <laughs> it, I don't think I want to yeah. ever not do that again. Um, I know it has its pros and its cons being self-employed for sure, but uh, for a guy like me, like. I heard Steven Crowder say this one time. I know you're not a fan, but uh, I heard Steven Crowder talk about this <laughs> one time. And he was like, you know what? I got an authority problem. I'm okay with admitting that. I'm, so I'm my own boss. And I think maybe that could be part of it for me. But uh, uh-huh. I, I do enjoy being self-employed. Now, Walt, I know you are not currently self-employed, but one day you plan to be uh, like just kicking butt being your own boss is that right yeah dude i mean i'm i it's it's a it's a countdown clock i i can see i've always had a dream of being self-employed i mean spoiler i hope chasing tails is that mechanism right i mean i hope southern ground one day becomes that mechanism for you as well if that's what you want but yeah yeah i I think it's only a matter of time before i'm self-employed doing something there's some people man some people you meet and you're just like man You've got a lot of it. You're a visionary, and I think you're one of those kind of people. Um, you are actually you and and our friend Adam Cruz. We y'all are probably two of the people, other than my wife. I probably talk to y'all more than anybody else. And uh, <laughs> and y'all were a, a big, huge help for me to make that jump. You know, and just being like, hey, just go for it. You know, YOLO. Yeah. And and it's true, man. Like I. I just kind of hit a point where I was just like, you know what? I could just do this. I could just, I could, I could just do it. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But at least I, at least I tried, you know, at least I tried to follow my dreams. And so that's a, that's a big, big part of what's going on. And, and it's also, uh, kind of explains maybe the lack of Southern ground content that, uh, a lot of people have been, uh, I've, I've had a lot of people asking if I was going to keep making videos and stuff. Cause I just haven't really put out a lot. Uh, and that's a big part of it. I'm trying to set my life up to where once deer season gets here, I can mm-hmm. uh, I can go. And we were talking about that earlier today, and I, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to just go and do it and create that content. And uh, but right now, I just kind of got to bust it. And the podcast might be the the only content that people get to see here for the next uh, the next little bit. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if I get some time. But. You're uh you're kind of in the middle of it right now, Walter, and I we we have a plan, uh, kind of an outline for what we're going to talk about today. 
But uh, I do want to talk real quickly about some of the things that you've been doing. Uh, it seems like you've really been diving deep into the Florida content lately. Um, if you're not familiar with Walter Lee, I guess I just I just introduced you, Walt, like everybody already knows who you are. But for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know who Walter is, Walter is the host of the Chasing Tales Outdoors podcast and, uh, and YouTube channel um, doing awesome stuff. But you've really been diving deep into the Florida stuff. So talk a little bit about that and some of the response that you've got from people who follow your stuff. Well, you know, Chasing Tales is, has been an evolution in and of itself. I mean, you know, you you start something like that. I think there are very few people who start something, and from the time it begins to the time they end, it always stays the same thing. You know, when I think about people like that, I think of, like, doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, people who want to be doctors were born playing doctor they were running around with like a like a plastic mallet set you know like you you tap on your kneecaps and you go, oh okay and you go to the next person you take their temperature you know there are just people who are born to 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 do something and i and i i was born to create content in some way shape or form chasing tales the first iteration was um uh story based uh, we, me and my original co-host came on the podcast and we shared a bunch of stories and then people started saying, hey, we like how you guys do stuff. Would you start interviewing other people and talking about their stories? And then people started saying, hey, we really like how you do stories and you manage to pull out these nuggets. What do you think about having some of these guys that you know everybody else has on the show but trying to come at it from a different way so that we get something different from it? And the, the most recent evolution for Chasing Tales, um, and this isn't like, you know, as this isn't set in stone either because we're beholden to – uh, our core group of listeners who give us feedback. But one of the number one things that has happened in like the last 12 months is we have been overwhelmingly bombarded with people from the state of Florida who are new, um, existing hunters. They, uh, that, that are struggling or new hunters that are trying to get into it, but, um, they're getting frustrated by the lack of content related to them. Um, and it just so happens that my co-host kills a lot of big deer. And uh, it's a really fun time <laughs> watching him kill big deer and talking about it. Um, and for some reason, people like to watch me not kill deer. And for some reason, they want to hear from me. And so what we've started to do is kind of do a, a 50-50 split where we're diving, we're, we're diving deep into the Florida content, looking for those guys that get it done in what I believe is the hardest state period to kill mature deer consistently let alone, you know, as a one-off event. And we're, we're bringing that content to them because we're trying to help them find the pattern that fits Florida. And it's a, it's a state that I think you really have to have a lot of different skill sets behind you. Like it, if you're a ground hunter, can you get it done in Florida? Yes. But you're going to spend a lot of time not successful because you have to be where the deer are and their habitat changes and the WMAs and the pressure, it shifts where the deer go. It's such a diverse state and you really have to be willing to do just about anything to kill a deer legally, obviously. Um, and so we're just kind of answering that call and dude here recently, it's been unreal. I was looking at the numbers, uh, before you called Florida is hands down our most populous, uh, like our most downloaded state. I mean, two times like the nearest competitor. It's unreal. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of where we're sitting. We're, we're diving into it about 50%. And then that other 50% is going to get broken up between 
probably Southern content, but also those stone cold killers from other parts of the country that have really advanced skill sets that we can pick, cherry pick that information, bring it back to Florida, apply it for you and, and, and see how it works. And like a, a prime example of that would be Jake Bush. The dude hammers big deer in Ohio. He utilizes trail cameras, unlike anybody that I know to target these animals and trail camera usage is one of those tools that you really have to have in Florida. So we're not going to just ignore him because he's from Ohio. We're going to bring that skill set to you. We're going to bring questions to you and have a good time doing it. And hopefully you kill more than I do. So st- statistically, uh, three out of every four people from Florida do meth. Does that have anything to do with your uh, content or? <laughs> I think I think it explains why every download, every episode is, is watched multiple times in the same day. I think they just they, they skip right past. <laughs> we see this weird trend on Fridays that uh, you know we have this huge surge in downloads, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a messed up state for sure. Yeah. Oh man, for anybody from Florida, I apologize. <laughs> I, I don't mean that. My wife's from Florida, so um, I, I was born in Florida. I don't mean that really, but, Uh but kind of, I do. Um, (laughs) no, I, have actually, I've hunted Florida a couple times and really enjoyed myself. Uh, it's definitely not to, you know, rehash that, but it's a, it's a different culture. It's a different type of hunting that you have to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you're right. It is tough. It's hard to, it's hard to hunt deer that consistently live in, warm weather you know and that's that's a difficult thing and there's a lot of different types of vegetation and things that you don't have in other parts of the country um even other parts of the southeast you don't have a lot of what florida has and so um it it definitely makes makes things a little more difficult and i'm i've been telling you for a long time to dive into that florida audience because Mm -hmm. one of the things i always noticed that my listenership would grow whenever i would have somebody from florida like there would be way more, not, I say way more, it, it would be slightly more um, downloads whenever I would get somebody from Florida. And I think a lot of it's because people from Florida are just really hungry for that information. Like you said, like the, it's it's hard to find uh, a, any great content out of Florida. Um, and And one of the things that I realized, and I'm sure you've hit this wall at some point, um, there are some people in that state that are consistently killing deer on public land, but it's really, really hard to get them to talk. Um, it's really hard to get them to share any information. Um, so I've reached out to several people from Florida that I know are killers and it's, it, it just, it usually is a dead end cause they don't, they don't want to share. Luckily you got people like Chase, uh, you got people like, uh, uh, Nick who yep. is just like, he he's a killer. You got people like that that are uh that are you know, Nick's also putting out great content. Um it's Heart of Heart of Florida, is that right? Heart of Florida Outdoors. Yep. Heart H A R T Heart with H A R T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's Nick Chandler and he he puts out some great content. And he also kills a lot of good deer. Um but you got people like that who pop up every once in a while from the state and uh but they're they're few and far between, man. So I've like I said, I've been telling you for a long time go for that and uh i'm glad to see that you're finally uh listening to your buddy parker and uh exploring that option of and and i'm also a patron of the chasing tales outdoors uh podcast and um 
you guys have got a really cool thing going on over there with your uh, with all your patrons. Y'all have got a, a really good community built up. And, uh, man, power to you, dude. You're doing a good job with the whole deal. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate you. I, I think, I you know, the, the Patreon group was something that uh, we had people who would reach out to the show and be like, hey, we want to support the show. And early on, I had this, like, icky feeling about that because you're taking money from people. And, you know, we are producing something for some, for someone to consume. And it took me a little while to kind of to see that it was acceptable for people to want to support the show. And what we very quickly realized was that we had this beautiful group of, of different people that uh, joined our, our Marco Polo group, which is like a video chat. It's kind of like Snapchat, but it's for adults. And um, we have engineers, like genuine uh, engineers who are bow fanatics. And people send their bows amongst the Patreon groups to get them timed right. And, you know, the guy comes on, he's like, hey, I just can't get this this arrow that's not high no matter what I do. And and, the, and and he'll jump on and be like, dude, here's my mailing address. Send it to me. And then you see a series of videos where he's paper tuning it. And everybody benefits from that because he's putting it there for the group to, to view. And then the guy gets the bow back. And he his his passion for archery is fed. And this guy's got a, you know, a, a properly tuned bow. And you know, then we got people like like Brett, dude, who just he, he's our, it, by like March, he had 100 hours of, of, of boots on the ground scouting in southeastern Alabama uh, post the season. His area was closed and he was just out there. The dude found like 40 something freaking sheds and some of them were huge. And he's always taken the time in that closed environment. I think people feel more well, more like vulnerable or willing mm-hmm. to be more vulnerable and, and share stuff. And so th- this group, man, it just, it feeds itself. And, um, I, it takes a lot to keep up with it because if you let it sit for a day or two, you might have, you know, 80 bit of video messages there, but um, it, it's, it's a wonderful group, dude. It's really fun. I, I enjoyed doing the podcast. Yeah. You do a good job with it, man. And I, uh, I, I love it. I love your friendship and uh, being able to talk to you about, you know, building a brand and just hunting tactics. We run stuff by each other all the time. So um, speaking of fun though, I, I want to kind of get into this episode, I know you're a new dad. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, and you've got um, uh, a whole new priority list that you've got to uh, tend to. And so, I want to take advantage of your time and and not take too much advantage of your time and uh, and try to knock this episode out. But we were talking about um, like what what we could actually like use as a as a real conversation piece for this podcast episode and. Uh, we kind of landed on on this one, and and I th- I think you have me beat, and and I really do think it is because <laughs> because of your uh, the part of the country that you're in, going back to what we were talking about earlier about drugs and and uh, the abuse of them, um, in Florida, <laughs> but uh, we we decided we're going to talk about the most bizarre things. We're going to each name the three most bizarre things that have ever happened to us in the woods. Um, or the most bizarre sightings, weirdest things that we've seen happen in the woods. And, uh, and I'm just telling you, you've got, you do have me beat, but I do have a couple of them. Well, that, okay. that really, um, to me, one of them definitely proves that aliens exist. Um, oh, <laughs> Not maybe not really, okay. but at the time I really did think that <laughs> yeah. I really did think it was aliens. Uh, but I think you this perk is, Adam's ears. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Adam's like, okay, let's <laughs> let's hear this. Uh, so our ne- next guest is Bob Lazar from yeah. Area Fifty One. No, um, oh. but we've never done anything like this. This is not re- not a tactics thing at all. But I think it'll be funny. I think it'll be funny and a, and a fun listen. We still get to talk about hunting and uh, and maybe not talk so much about tactics. Um, sometimes whilst I get, I'm, I don't know if you're like this, I get a little bit tired of the tactic talk and I just want to listen to something fun. So I'm going to, I'm going to let yeah, you do uh, the honors and, and begin, uh, because I think you got some really funny ones. We're going to go ahead and hook the listener <laughs> with some of your stories. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking about anything other than how to kill deer. Cause I don't do that. And so that would have <laughs> been really a bad place for you to put me, um, but so <laughs> it's funny because you were, you know, creative minds, you know, you, you throw an idea out there, whether it's a good one or not. And then like, it just takes root and different ideas spring off of it. And we're like three most this, three most that, um, and three most bizarre. And because I live in Florida, there's some really weird things that happen. Um, and I, and I very quickly become accustomed to whether it's bow season or not, where legal, I have a pistol on my side because there's just some really weird stuff that happens. And, uh, do you want you want to do like a tit for tat thing, or do you want me to go through my three? No, we'll, we'll get we'll alternate. Yeah, we'll alternate. Okay. I'll go right. I'll go after you. And uh, but I think okay. you got some okay. pretty good ones. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm gonna start off light. I'll save my favorite one uh, for the end. But uh, during the turkey season 2015, uh, buddy of mine, Colin and I were were crawling after this bird that lo and behold was on private, but we didn't know this. We're, we're going through this huge swamp. And if you've ever been to Florida, you know what it's like. You have these huge Tupelo gum swamps that just seem to go on for as long as the eye can see with no terrain changes. Sometimes you got some grass out there, but not much. And this bird is like a solid six, 700 yards away. And you can just hear him hammering over and over and over again. And we're belly crawling through all this stuff and we're taking our time we don't know what we're doing i mean this is like five years before i became a serious turkey hunter we just i'm, I'm out there on like this primos slate and the birds for some reason just has a death wish and he won't come any closer and so we'd call and we'd bear army crawl out there we'd call and we'd wait and we'd army crawl another hundred yards and we're out in the middle of nowhere i mean i'm talking nowhere and i i, I go dude did you crap yourself and he goes, no, what are you talking about? It's like, bro, I, I, I've got to get ahead of you, dude. You, you crapped your pants. Like this, and I'm like gagging, like I'm starting to like, like dry heave. And he's like, I don't know what you're, and all of a sudden he starts to dry heave. And, I, and he's like, dude, but that went, that's sick, dude. That's sick. I'm like, bro, I swear that's not me. We're just dying laughing. The, the, like the, what little grass is there is just shaking as we're trying to figure out who's lying about having crapped themselves. And so we just finally like drop the topic and we keep army crawling towards this turkey and it the, the smell just keeps picking up worse and worse and worse and finally i look to my right and there's this trail through the grass you know knee-high grass and there's this trail to the right and like 75 yards to our right there's a freaking outhouse bro i mean just <laughs> out in the middle of this swamp with this beat down path going down to it no no tracks but this beat down path and I'm like, and I nudge Colin like, bro, we're on private. <laughs> and we pull up, we pull up hunt stand. No, we're out in the middle of this swamp. And uh, we, we finally lose track of this turkey. We come back to the outhouse because we're like, oh, well, this, this must have been here back when this was private at one point in time. 
Well, I don't know when it was put there, when the hole was dug, or what. But there was a Ziploc gallon-sized bag of outdoor magazines, like golf magazines, all kinds of stuff, not like hunting. There was a, a Ziploc bag full of Lysol spray and a Ziploc bag chock full of like double ply, like double, triple ply Charmin. And this thing reeked all to high hill. I don't, I don't know how anybody would even like use this thing with the Lysol. And there's this spider web of trails that went in every direction away from the outhouse. I can't explain that at all. <laughs> That's weird. Did you ever figure it out? No. No, like, I sent it. I sent it to. I sent it to FWC, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take a look into it." And I followed up, and they never responded. So I don't know if the person that went out there never came back. I don't know, but there was a spider web, and if you look at it, it's an it's dead center in this marsh. At one point, the only thing I can figure is that maybe at one point in time, the river used to stay higher. There's a river like four or five hundred yards from the outhouse, and maybe, maybe. The river used to be higher more frequently, and this was like an old like stop site for dudes who like to fish a lot. But I mean, like the stuff we went through to get to it, the fact that, and, and the weirdest part about it was like the spider web of trails going in every direction. Like they didn't just come from the river; they came from the direction we went. We walked one of those trails a solid seven hundred yards through the thickest mud and Tupelo gum knees, like cypress style knees. It, it was unbelievable. I've got no explanation for it. That is weird. How far were you? Mm-hmm. How far were you away from anything like, like, obviously you said the river wasn't too terribly far. How deep were y'all? Deep enough, I wouldn't have been walking to go to the bathroom, man. Like, I would have just dropped trout. Like, it stank. Like, there was no benefit to having the outhouse. <laughs> like, you know, like. <laughs> At some I point, mean, you have to look around and say, you know what? This is just a giant outhouse. Right here, these are the woods. Yeah. This we could just poop here and spread out this. Thing. I measure, I measure how good my season was by the amount of socks I leave in the woods. I don't know about everybody else, but that's kind of how I go about it. If I come home without a sock, it was a good day. Well, when you're in Florida, I think that's a that's that's okay. You know, I think um, <laughs> you don't have a. You, you definitely, you, you surely can't measure your success in how many deer you killed in Florida. So you might as well find something else that you can, <laughs> that you can measure your success with for sure. But yeah, yeah, I'm creative. That is, that is pretty wild. Um, when you were first telling me about that, I was like, it, it's just one of those things. Like you wish you knew why, you know? Yeah. Um, like it, there's probably an easy explanation for it. It's probably not that bizarre if you actually had the explanation for it, but when you have no explanation, you're just like, how did this, why is this even here? Um, you know, I I'd like to say, I agree with you, dude, but like, I can't find a world and where it makes sense to walk as far as that person was. I mean, we were up to our knees in soft mud to get to it. It's not like it's easy to get to. Yeah. And for the record, it's 495 yards from the nearest road. It's 200 and something yards from the river. I embellished a little bit on how far it is from the river. I mean, that's still pretty far. <laughs> I, again, at what point would you just not stop at one of the trees, drop trout, put your back up against it, and, you know, I mean, well, squat. But, but you say, so it stunk, so obviously 
it had been it, it wasn't oh, yeah. that old you know because i would think at some point it would just kind of evaporate and stuff would eat it and whatever but there was like there I was mean, lysol it, what was the lysol there for that's what i want to know like why why the lysol the smell bro <laughs> I, well, it had to be for the smell it was so putrid we smelled it like a hundred something yards away well, what are they gonna do it's outside like the I, lysol isn't you. gonna work I, I know. Yeah. And, and the thing was about it was like, I was thinking like, well, maybe like one of the things that we're, we're sitting there on the riverbank, just trying to figure out what the heck we just walked into. One of the things we talked about was like, well, maybe this is like a, like maybe this was, or is near like a campsite. You know how they have those like canoe trails where they paddle down the river mm-hmm. and like you camp at different spots. But again, it was so far from the riverbank. Like what I just, and it was, and it was perfectly built bro like someone had to have cut those boards either they built it built it and floated it in and drug it the rest of the way or they like took the timber there with like cordless power tools and cut it it was amazing <laughs> i gotta find that photo and send it to you it, it needs to be your, your thumbnail for this video <laughs> that's, that's it that's the thumbnail that's the thumbnail for this whole thing is outhouses in the middle of the woods. That's right. Now, I, here's a question. Did you did you find it on the map? Was it on the map at all? No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, that's weird. I, that is super freaking weird. It was kind of creepy. It, the, the, the spider web part, like the spider web of trails that left, is the part that really wigs me out the most. Because uh-huh. that means somebody's coming from every direction. <laughs> I wonder if it's like <laughs> raccoons or something. Like, I wonder if maybe like some type of animal was using it for something. What now? In this, was it like a was it like a honeypot style toilet or was it just like a hole? No, it was a hole. Just a hole in the ground. They dug. They dug. They dug. Dug a hole down in the dirt and everything, dude. That is... it had a door. The outhouse had a door on it. It was. It was. Somebody recently used it because I think I, I recall thinking, well, maybe this has been left here for years. And like I looked at the magazine, one of the magazines, and it was like within, I don't know, let's like say six to nine months. Like it was fairly recent. And at like one point, at one point, I kept like looking around, like looking for like trail cameras or something. And I thought about putting like a like a cell camera out there, but then it's like I don't know if I want to know what's coming. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna get a picture of like a half naked dude walking through the woods with the newspaper rolled up under his his, his arm. <laughs> that is bizarre. Now, I have I have three questions, um, and then okay. we can wrap this wrap this one up. Um, question number one: Do you ever plan to go back? I have thought about it. Yeah, like just to see I if it's still it. see if it's still there. Because that would be... We've had some major... That'd be great video. I know. I But, you know, I'm kind of, like, wigged out at the idea because, like, there's, like, the, the extreme, like, paranoid side of me that's, like, what if that's, like, some crazy dude's, like, living space? And then I post the video. You know how, like, even hobos have, like, cell phones now? And he's, like, oh, he's found my outhouse and I'm going to come get him. Like, I just... I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I know that's ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody's probably laughing. But it's, like... <laughs> I get it. I mean, I understand. Yeah. All right. Question number two. Oh, what was question number two? Oh, okay. Did you kill the turkey? No, I didn't kill my first turkey till like six, like six years later, dude. Dang. That, that was sucks. back in that time where I would go like 
once or twice a year and cuss and swear and then go to the Waffle House. Like, that was my life. That's kind of what you do now. Yeah, (laughs) but now there's a turkey in the back of the truck. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Deer hunting in Florida is hard. Turkey hunting is way easier. I have realized that as a tur- if you're a turkey hunter, Florida can be pretty freaking awesome. That can be a destination type area. Um, oh, but, absolutely. But, I mean, it still doesn't make the story less weird. That's a pretty bizarre story. So, I don't remember what my third question was. I had it. I should have written it down, but I didn't. Um, but that's Did a, I use it? Huh? <laughs> Did I that, use it? That was it. That was the, the third question. <laughs> Did you use the outhouse? <laughs> no, man. Uh, no, it's it, it was so pu- like you'd open the door and just kind of like dry heave. I couldn't I couldn't have sat there and done my business, man. But somebody did. That's the it does does yes like, yeah. I'm some... convinced it's used frequently. It's, you know how you like like the smell of your own farts. Like maybe yeah. it, maybe it's somebody maybe it's somebody who likes to smell their own crap, and maybe it's just one guy that's using it, and he's just living out there in the woods. That's why there's all those trails going to it, <laughs> and he just. Like, I don't know. Do you know what's weird, though? This is kind of gross. Um, eh. Like, do you like <laughs> the smell of your own poo? No. I kind of, I kind of, like, when you have a really good one, you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. Especially when it's you. But, like, if, oh, I it's, mean, I, <laughs> if it's somebody else. I've been it, satisfied from a poo before. Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, maybe it's that you don't like it. Man, we went off the rails on this one. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, louder with Crowder 2.0. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that one's weird. That one's a weird one. Like, who is actually out there using that? Like, I, do you ever go know. into gas station restrooms and they like, they smell so bad and you're like, I can't even imagine wanting to take a dump in here. Like, I, there's not a scenario I where I have I to go rather... so bad. That I would eat, but somebody does. Like, there are people. This is a this is an epidemic. Like, there are people in the world who don't care how bad a bathroom smells. Yeah. Like, I wonder if. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like you know how some people are colorblind. Maybe some people are like smell blind. Oh, I definitely know that's the case because I used to work with a dude who used to reek to high hell, and he had no idea. That's so weird. Anyway, oh, dude, I just found I just found the outhouse photo. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. I can't wait to see this. I'm I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited about seeing this because baited baited breath. Like I wonder mate well I wonder if it's pig This is a live reaction. You need to record your live reaction. Okay. That is very well constructed. Right. <laughs> That's like nicer than nicer than most deer stands. Like deer blinds. I know. Look I how know. well they like they wanted that door to be there for a while. Uh huh. Framed in and everything, bro. I couldn't imagine putting my bare butt <laughs> on that thing. Oh man, no! It was it was it was it was horrid. It was absolutely horrid. Like it is, it is built into the. I, yeah, it's got a foundation. <laughs> it does have a foundation. <laughs> is it? Is that concrete? <laughs> I think there was underneath because it didn't move. Like you'd kick the bottom and that thing was like there, like part of the <laughs> earth. We found this April 2nd, 2017 is when we found this. 
Wow. <laughs> we need to get... well, maybe we should move on maybe we should move on to your first one all right i, I agree i agree this is uh that one's pretty weird <laughs> that took a wild turn now that seeing the seeing it really makes you scratch your head because it's built so well i know huh like pressure I'm, treated lumber yeah i'm i imagined like I, I didn't imagine that like they took like an actual i know like an actual outhouse toilet and put it there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is weird. Weird, weird, yeah. weird. All right. I'm sure there's an easy explanation, but um all right, so here's here's my number one. This happened when I was golly, I had to have been maybe fourteen or fifteen. Uh I, I was fifteen because I think I had my permit. I think I had my learner's permit. And uh we hunted uh, a lease out in West Texas and Weird stuff happens on West Texas leases, I think, mostly because, um, like, illegals, honestly. Like, you'll, you'll, mm-hmm. have, you'll have random things show, like, show up missing and stuff that just shouldn't go missing. And I know a lot of people out there in South and West Texas, they'll get illegal people walking by their trail cameras and stuff and even eating the corn out of their, uh, out of their feeders and stuff. But... Have you ever seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Oh, dude, that is that's a that's a rough movie. It is rough. It's a great. It's one of my top three. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but this this story kind of reminds me of No Country for Old Men. Um, so out on this lease that we were on, we were on it for my whole high school. So I think like eighth grade through my senior year, we were on the same lease out in West Texas, and uh, there was this one spot basically you would you were going down this dirt road maybe a half a mile from the camp and mm-hmm. um there was a dead horse that was out there that was laying out there um not all that weird oh. i mean it was a ranch and so there was horses and cows and sheep and stuff like that all over this ranch but um the the, the horse sat there for a little while um not not terribly long. I think it was the first year that this happened. But it, what ended up happening with this this horse carcass is um, it kept the skin on it almost for like the whole time we were on this place from like for like years. It kept the skin on it. What? Um, yeah, it was really strange. But what what one of the weird parts about it? This isn't the the, the main weird thing that happened with this deal. But uh, eventually, the foxes and coyotes and stuff burrowed inside of. Like there was a clear spot where varmints were burrowing inside of the horse's cavity. Um, and that skin basically be, was like the roof for them and the bones was the structure of it and it stayed intact and they just ended Holy up cow. like burrowing. Yeah. It's super weird. They like burrowed inside of it and lived in there. It's like their house. Um, but so the first year that that horse, I can't remember if that horse showed up the first or second year we were on the lease, but um, I was I had my learner's permit, and I was driving. I had just dropped my dad off at a spot, I believe. I either just dropped him off, or uh, he wasn't with You know, he had to have been with me because I had my permit. I just started driving, and I remember it was a really a, kind of a big deal that I, that I was driving because had, we hadn't gotten to, like, he always had to take me to my spot. That was kind of how it worked. He always had to drop me off somewhere 
and then come back and get me. Well, this specific time, I had just got my learner's permit so I could actually drive on the roads. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was able to drop him off because it was just more convenient to do that. Well, I'm out there. And, you know, like when you're young and like for whatever reason, hunting, it it can just be kind of spooky when you're young and you haven't done it by yourself a whole lot. Oh, yeah. You know, it can be a little bit spooky. But I dropped him off one evening, and um, usually in daylight, you know, it's not all that spooky. But I dropped him off this one evening and um, started driving down this road, and I get to where the horses are at. And the horses at this point are pretty freshly dead. Like, they had just showed up not too terribly long before that, which as a kid, I was like, that's kind of weird. You know, it's kind of spooky, just (laughs) dead animals showing up. So I drive about 10 feet past the horse. And something kind of just like sticks out to me over across, like right across the road from the dead horse behind it's, it's behind a, behind a cedar bush. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Um, I can't tell what that is, but it, it looks like something dead is laying there. I thought maybe it was just a deer or something. Well, I go over to it and I, I, I put the car in park cause I was like, I got to figure out what this is. Put the car in park go over to it and it's a dog is a dead dog laying there. Um, but the dog looked like it was alive. Uh, like it, the way it was, it was like set up. Like it was like, it was laying down. You know what, you know what I'm saying? You know how dogs like, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, yeah. both of their front legs in front of them and their heads up. Yeah. yeah Does that yeah. kind of make sense? They, it was, yep. it was like it was, it died just like that with a snarl on its face. Like it, it died Whoa. in a, like kind of an upright position. It was bloated and, and, and like stiff, solid stiff with like a, a weird like snarl on its face. But I, I like looked at it and it kind of spooked me. It like freaked me out. So I'm like, this is kind of weird that this dog is just frozen like this. Cause at first it looks like it's alive and then you get right. up to it and you're like poking it. And it's, <laughs> it's completely dead and bloated. Like there's flies all around it and stuff, but the way it was like somebody positioned, like somebody killed the dog and positioned it in that way. Um, but the weird part is that it died like right next to the dead horse. And it was like, it it was set up to where it looks like it was snarling at the, at the horse. And then it was just like, not there all of a sudden, like something drug it away or whatever. Uh, a couple of days later, but it didn't stay there like the dead horse did. It just was gone, you know, which what makes sense hell? that some of the coyotes would have come and eat it or something like that. But just the whole situation was super freaking weird, man. Like, and it, and it reminded you of something that happened. The, the reason I brought up No Country for Old Men is it reminded you, reminded me of something that would happen on that show, like like some kind of drug deal gone wrong or something, and they killed a yeah. dog and propped him up, and <laughs> that was supposed to be the meeting spot, you know, or something like that. Yeah, that was weird. It was really strange, and it's it it freaked me out. And uh, you just never well, know. Like, was what? there like a water hole nearby or something that no. they could have like gotten some bad? No, no. So the uh, the way it, and actually the it was probably at the furthest point from any water on this property. So there's no creeks or anything. <sighs> like you'll have like drainages um, where water when it does rain occasionally water will get down into those, but it never holds any water. The only place that holds water on these places is like windmills and windmill troughs. And, uh, 
we had on that place there was a windmill trough on the northwest corner and the southeast corner um and so they were like diagonal on the property they were diagonal from each other all the way across the property from each other and we were like that that spot was like right smack dab in the middle so it wasn't close to any any type of water or anything um the, the best i can like i didn't examine the the dog's body to see like if it had been shot or anything like that because i was i was right. like, i was weirded out i thought it was freaking spooky um i didn't even like i didn't even hang out there for a very long time (laughs) and that was before the days of like picture cameras and all that stuff so i didn't have the the ability to just like snap a photo of it and you know like say hey guys what happened here you know does anybody has anybody ever seen anything like this it was just super weird the way that it was sitting up with the snarl on its face it was like it, it was bizarre it's, that's trippy man that's a weird thing i'm sure if you're from texas or you've hunted texas and you're listening to this and you have a weird like story that might have to do with some type of drug running or something like that i would love to hear it because um those are fascinating to me i used to love i used to be on this site called texasbowhunter.com and it was like a forum kind of like uh uh what's it uh al deer or t tennessee deer T yeah, yeah 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 stuff like that and uh it's a it's a pretty cool forum but you occasionally see threads pop up of like weird things caught on trail camera and uh it's a lot of like illegal illegal people from mexico um walking through just stuff like that and i follow a guy uh that manage i follow a guy on instagram that manages a ranch and he always he always posts uh like videos and stuff of like mexicans walking (laughs) through the valley you know carrying suitcases um it's just wild stuff that happens out there so that's mine that's my story number one i have no explanation uh it's either aliens or uh drug running stuff and i don't know which one well okay so here's the deal i'm i'm gonna piggyback on yours for my next one because I'm going to, now that you kind of volunteered that you might have possibly gotten scared as a younger hunter in the dark, I'm going to admit that I am the world's biggest scaredy cat of all time. Um, I, I just, I, I just encounter so much weird crap in the woods, man. And, and that pun intended, right? Crap, porta potty. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just like, it, it's a weird place to live. There's a huge homeless population. And so, you know, you just kind of run into things that just kind of make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. And I'm, I'm walking through the woods one day and it's like, you know, your ears play tricks on you. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but it gets dark enough and the woods can get like quiet enough. I actually kind of really prefer it to be like a windy morning so that I can't hear stuff. And so I don't have to talk myself out of having heard what I thought I might've just heard. And, uh, I'm walking through the woods and I, and I swear to you, I hear this footstep behind me. And so I stop and it stops like one, like half step behind me. And I'm just sitting there and I got my little headlamp on and like, dude, you've got to quit making these things up. You are acting like a little baby. This is ridiculous. You are 28 years old. There is nothing scarier in these woods than another human being. Like there's no Panthers really in this area and the bear don't mess with you. And, you know, I'm going down this whole litany of like, you're being ridiculous. And so I shrug it off and, you know, dig deep down and find a scrotum. And, and, and so I keep walking 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before, and I like it. Just dig deep down and find a scrotum. That's awesome. Yeah. And so and, and so I'm walking, and I hear it. It's like a half second behind me. It's like an echo. Crunch, 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 crunch. But just like even, even like quicker, right? Like right behind me. And so I'm like, screw it, dude. You just got to turn your light on. You got something dragging behind me because I've done that before. I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has had something like drag behind them, like fall loose on their backpack, like I'm, a strap or something. I'm listening to this and I have had that happen. I've actually had my pull rope catch on a tree, yes. uh, a tree branch or a limb and start dragging behind me. Right. Okay, cool. So I'm thinking it's one of those. So I, I go, I swap for my like 25 lumen, uh, my 25 lumen, like red lamp. And I go to my 300 lumen white light. And when I do, I'm turning to my left and 40, 50 yards to my, to my left is a hobo in just like these shorty short, like running cross country shorts, no shirt, flip flops. And he's got like this REI backpack built for Mount Everest <laughs> loaded down to the tits, like kind of scraggly beard, super long hair. And he's just staring at me like, I hope he doesn't see me. Right. like As if that's going to disappear. And I'm staring at him. And my first thought is, dude, you're hallucinating. Like, you need to go home. This is ridiculous. And I go, hey. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't even move. I'm like, well, is this like a dummy? Like somebody put in the woods and then it scratches his face. I'm like, oh, it just moved like it. Right. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, can I help you? And he just kind of just scratches his face again. And so I, I don't turn off my headlamp. I just kind of turn and start walking the other direction. I keep hearing the footsteps and I turn back around and he's maintained about the same distance in the woods. And at this point, I'm not going to lie to you. There was no scrotum to be found at this point. I'm sitting here freaking the hell out. I'm like, I am deep. In, dude, I am again, deep in a swamp, stupid, deep in a swamp, way off the beaten path. Okay. And so I'm like, I'm going to put some space between he and I. And the whole time I'm like checking the side of my, 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 my pants. I'm like, okay, you got your pocket knife right here. Okay. You, you got six broadheads in your, in your quiver. You can stab him with one of those if he comes after you. And he <laughs> kept up with me for like a solid 200, 250 yards. I blew every deer out of that bottom. Raccoons were running. I was making so much noise getting through those woods. And when I got to the top of like this little knoll and I looked back, you could just see like, like the top of his head looking, looking back at me. I was like, mm, no, I honest to God, I hadn't been back to that spot since, but I have been told that the hobo population, the homeless population, if, if that's not politically correct, I don't know, but they have like camps in the woods everywhere because like we're a stopping point between Jacksonville and Pensacola. And so people post up camp, they like revitalize themselves, drink some electrolytes, and then they start walking, you know, east to west. That's weird. <laughs> That's scary. Bro, it tripped me out. Did you... Did, I, when I got home... Did, like... Did you hunt? Or did you just leave? Because no, I would have probably no. just left. Oh, I was gone. Oh, I got I got home. I got home. It's like 7.45 in the morning. And the lady's like, why are you home so early? I was like, man, the woods, they just didn't feel right this morning. You know, just I just didn't think it was going to happen. So I kind of scouted my way out and I came home. And I sat on the, cu the couch and had a cup of coffee and just kind of like stared off like I was like having flashbacks to Nam or something. Because I it was just like... Man, like, what would happen if I hadn't turned on the fate, the headlamp? Like, would I have been at the bottom of my tree and then heard, like, crunch, crunch, like, up behind me? Because I was going deeper in the woods. Like, I wasn't even, like, I was, like, halfway to where I was going. That is, uh... That is and he weird. didn't talk. 
He didn't respond. He didn't say anything. He just scratched his face like he was hungry. No. <laughs> I would love. It was weird, man. I would love to sit down with that guy and say, "What? What were you gonna do? Like, were you gonna?" I don't know, man. He might have started licking his lips while he looked at you. Uh, that's weird. Now it was. Huh. I don't know if I've ever. That's why I always have a GoPro rolling now. Like that would be. I feel like these things happen, and like nothing cool like that happens whenever you got your camera. Like, it's always, it's always like when we're sitting here talking about this stuff. It's like back in the day, you know, yeah. like five, six, ten years ago. This is what happened. It's like, man, like all of these stories. I don't that I'm that I have prepared. Everything I'm gonna talk about was before I ever started filming stuff. So I've never really. Oh, for sure. I've never really been able to. Uh, Never really been able to get any of that stuff on film. That's that's wild, man. Like, did, did you talk to did you talk to like any police officers or anything like that? No, dude. I honest to God, this is like the first time I've told that story. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, that's weird. and I'm kind of worried that he's going to hear this podcast and come find me. <laughs> <laughs> it goes what back if, to the same. This... What if like Elena, like spiked your drink? With some of that good Florida strain, oh stuff, uh, might have been, yeah, and could have been. She maybe she just really like wanted to wanted to teach you a lesson about leaving her while you go off in the woods and go hunting. Like, I think that's probably what it, was. <laughs> it probably was a hallucination. <laughs> and she sat she sat there while I was dazed off on the on the couch, like texting her, texting all her girlfriends, <laughs> like. <laughs> I got him, girl. You're going to find out after telling this story that all of your hunting buddies there had the same thing happen to them because their wives all spiked, yeah. their, spiked their drink the night before. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, man. It really wouldn't. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty wild one. Um, I've got I've got one that happened. Uh, with me and my dad were hunting together on his place in East Texas. And dad, hey, I... I Huh? Hey, just as an FYI, I got I can squeak out like another fifteen minutes. All right, we're good. We're good. Just, yeah, yeah. This okay, one, this one's not all that weird. It's just, it's just bizarre. It's a weird thing that happened. Okay. Um. So me and my dad, my dad owns property in East Texas, and he's actually got some. I should have had him on the show because he has some pretty crazy things that have happened to him on this piece of property. Just weird stuff happens out there. Um, like people die and like crazy stuff but uh we were out there hog hunting uh one one night uh or one one morning and we were walking into the dark and we had just split up and the the sun's like it's it's gray light like you can kind of see but not really and the way his property works is there's not really a good parking spot for his property you it's a the road is it's in a swamp it's in a river bottom and so the road is raised up and then it kind of goes down into a into a ditch in his property you have to you. you have to like pull off to the side and pull completely off of the road but when you do that your the truck is like like i mean on a it's it's on an incline so we're walking out there and he had only had this property about a year or so and so there wasn't really like a, a an established pull off area but he pulls off and and he's definitely off he's in the grass like he's not even really close to the pavement and uh i'm about to climb up into a tripod to hunt that morning 
and we had just split up. I could still kind of see his light, and uh, I'm almost to the tripod, and all of a sudden we hear, pow, like a loud crash, and this, oh. and we're like, what in the world just happened? So we run, we both run to the spot where we went into the woods, and Dad's truck is like down in the in the uh, in the bottom, completely off the ditch, and just totaled, just mangled uh, on a like it, it hit a tree, and it was it, there was no recovering that truck. Well, we're like, well, what the heck happened? We look over, and there's a bridge right on the other side of Dad's property going down the road. And there was a guy, uh, there was a car in the middle of that bridge and, like, obviously crashed, you know. So this guy had fallen asleep. What we ended up finding out was the dude had fallen asleep at the wheel or was, like, going to sleep at the wheel. Went off the road right at the time to hit Dad's car truck. Hit Dad's truck. Oh, somehow stayed on the road stayed like he hit dad's truck hard so he had went off the road enough if dad's truck hadn't been there he would have probably ran off ran all like it's a steep drop off right there he'd have ran off the road and into the woods and like flown off the road and into the woods but somehow the, the car stayed on the pavement and stopped in the middle of that bridge so there's a couple of pretty bad things that could have happened the guy lived the guy was fine which is wild um but if he would have went off the bridge he would have went into the water and that wouldn't have been good he could have drowned in that water um or if dad's truck hadn't been there he would have went off the wood off the road and straight into the woods you know there was there was one scenario of that guy probably surviving and it's the one that happened but um, that was a that was a weird one, man. Like that was a weird day. Uh, Dad's truck was totaled. Insurance paid for it. The, the guy's insurance paid for it, so he got another truck out of the deal. But um, just seeing his truck, like it was one of those like nightmare type things when you when you have to pull off close to the road like that because it happens right. to a lot of people. I mean, we, we when you're hunting public land, a lot of time you're parked right off the side of the highway. You know. Um, yeah. That one was a weird one, and the guy somehow survived. Dad also had the same thing just about happen one time here in Alabama. We were hunting on a property, and uh, a girl had gotten into her. She had fallen asleep at the wheel, gotten and ran off the road into a tree, and uh, he happened to be in the woods and heard and saw the whole thing happen and ran down there to her and, uh, you know, potentially saved her life on that Holy one. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that one was weird. So he so he hit your dad's truck in a fashion that prevented him from dying, basically. Like yeah. he, he, he dozed off at like the precise right time to not die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's unreal, man. That's like I don't crazy. know if that's luck like it, it it's obviously lucky, but it's just like man. Like So Dad could have gotten somebody a ticket. had to be like looking out over him. Dad could have gotten a ticket, but the way they were able to tell by the ch- the tire marks that that car had actually went completely off of the road. Um, uh, okay. And so Dad was Dad was we were always really careful about that. He was in the grass. He wasn't on the asphalt at all. And uh, and so you know if he would have been on the on the asphalt even slightly, 
he would have gotten the ticket for it. It would have been his fault. Um, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, you know, and so he was able to, he was able to somehow, like, he got a, a truck out of the deal and that guy survived and it was crazy. But he had, he had a weird situation out there another time where a lady had gotten shot. Like, a bullet had flown through a, through the woods, like, through somebody's window and killed a lady on his property. So, Dad pulls up to his property, and he's like, there, there's, like, the police are there, and there's a car and all this stuff. And, like, there's, like, traffic backed up, and they were like, hey, is this your property? Or, he was like, this is my property. And they were like, well, this lady got shot by a, a bullet coming off of this property. And Dad's like, well, I, I hadn't even been here. You know, like, so some, yeah. somebody, some lady just died out there. She got shot. There was somebody either posted up there waiting on her to come and to shoot her. I feel like there's better scenarios to shoot somebody than shooting them while they're driving. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, just wild stuff like that. Dad, dad really should be on this cause he's got some pretty crazy stories to tell from the woods. Well, it sounds like Texas and Florida are very similar. Yeah, it it seems that way because most of my crazy <laughs> stories happen in Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got people walking through the woods staring at me trying to decide if I'm dinner and, and, and y'all have got just some crazy crap happening over there. <laughs> I mean, just like, like, I still can't get over the fact that dude managed to like not like the fact that he drifted at that exact spot. Like what a lucky SOB dude. Like, I know not. Like, I hate to say that because, like, what happened wasn't cool, right? Like, I'm not trying to – but at the same time, like, that is just that's, – that's not my luck, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, tell me – tell me, you, we got time for one more, I think. All right. So this is this is my favorite story to tell because it's just the weirdest – no, this is, this is just a humorous one. It's not like, you know, anything kind of crazy like a hungry hobo. But so – last tur- or yeah not last turkey season T- 2020 was my first ever real ser- serious turkey season and uh we <laughs> I'm, I'm bouncing around from spot to spot running and gunning it and just like seriously having a good time with it and, and midday i would go to the areas where people had hunted during the during like the first early morning hours i try and go get on birds after the woods quieted down you know we're talking like 11 30 12 o'clock and so i go over there and there's no sign of hunters it's middle of the season and this area historically has a lot of birds. And so I'm like, dude, I'm coming back here the next morning because there's no no truck tracks, no boot tracks. No one's over here, but there's always birds. And so I get over there the next day. It's hot. It's humid. It's foggy. And the woods just feel weird. The kind of weird that when you're a kid, it, like the hair on the back of your neck stands up. But again, you dig down deep. You find yourself a set and you go off into the woods. And so I'm kind of creeping through the woods. And all of a sudden I hear I hear. <laughs> Above me, no lie, above me and kind of off to the side, smack. Like, what in the heck? Like, what in the hell could that have been? And so I'm like, you're hearing things, Walter. And so I'm creeping through the woods and I'm listening. And all of a sudden you hear, smack, smack. And I look up. Okay, now, if you're not from the South, I got to set the stage for you just a little bit here. If you're not from the South, we have this thing called a live oak and it's this like it doesn't grow up there's no main trunk it just like sprawls out from this base like your fingers like like just contort your fingers all over each other that's what they do there's no way to like really easily climb these things right yeah real thick bark they hurt your hands it just it's it's nuts 
And and you've got this like a hundred year old live oak that spreads not just up but outward and and like 25, 30 feet up in the air. And I've got a really bad photo to prove this story as well. Um up in the air, there are these Inu hammocks strung up between branches, such in a fashion like I have no earthly idea how you get into them without like tight roping with your hands and like pulling yourself up and sliding into them. They have hung themselves 25 feet up in the air between branches in this tree. And they are crapping into brown paper sacks and throwing it at each other, cussing about the time, how it's time to get up and go. And the other guy's cussing at him and throwing his fecal matter from the night prior across to him, telling him to shut up and he'll get up whenever it's good and, you know, damn well ready. And like, this is going on like, kind of above me and off to the side and they both look down at me and I'm just standing there like how in the heck does this kind of stuff continue to happen to me and we just stare at each other for like the longest 10 seconds ever and I just turned around and I walked out of there dude I was like I'm just I'm done for the day I'm going home again I got a cup of coffee sat on the couch and my, my you know lied about why I was home it was unreal I feel like the the hobo stories are more common in in Florida uh, almost every story you've told seems to revolve around doo-doo or um, like like homelessness. Is that accurate? I sure as heck hope it's limited to, to just Florida, man. Like if there are other states that have this state, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for those guys. Because I guarantee you there's somebody right now going, nope, didn't happen. He's lying. He's lying right now on the podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm borderline believing you about this one. I know, um, I know, and you've seen the photos. Yeah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> what, what kind of buddies throw crap at each other? That's what I want to know. Like, is that the guy that you want to camp with? Like, is is that the question that strikes you? Because like, I can come up with a million reasons why I would throw poop at you. Okay, like you you mean to tell me that at 15 year old Parker couldn't have done something like like uh, gotten around a group of really rambunctious dudes and thrown poop at each other no I no mean, actually no maybe that's a florida thing okay. too because can you, can you edit that out because <laughs> i would i would never do such a thing to, i wouldn't do that to to like people i really don't like i don't think i would just ever just be like you know i don't i don't think the, the thought would ever cross my head hey throw poop at them that'll help i i <laughs> I guess I guess what I'm getting at is like I can rationalize like I can see a world where an immature dude would do that. What I can't wrap my head around is how the hell they got into those hammocks, bro. <laughs> like aliens. Aliens. Adam Adam Cruz in the background going, "Yes, <laughs> it's the aliens." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they maybe they it. maybe they were one stickers. Like, oh, maybe they yeah. maybe they were the no. the OG one stick method. No, 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 no. They the 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 SRTs. They okay. were the OG SRTs, I think. Okay, maybe that's it. <laughs> we just lost like thirty subs. <laughs> <laughs> so many people are like, eh, I was into it. Now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Then they started talking about me, and uh, it's not funny anymore. Well, Walter, I know you've got to go, and that's a pretty good one to 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 uh, to end on. I think I, you know, I've got some, I've got a, a couple of bizarre things, just mostly just weird circumstances. But uh, I don't, 
I don't think I want to try to follow that one up. Um, <laughs> because guys way up in a hammock throwing doo doo at each other is just a bizarre thing, and I don't think I can top it. So, <laughs> well, here here's my suggestion. Let's go the rest of deer season. Let's see if we don't come up with anything crazy. And if we don't, we have to get Adam Cruz on here because I guarantee you his he has run into something messed up in Tennessee for sure. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. <laughs> um, man, I just can't think of a world where throwing doo-doo at each other is, a, is an appropriate alarm clock. It's just uh, – No, I mean I agree with you there. Yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely not appropriate. I mean, you know – I can think of a hundred different ways I would like to be woken up uh, that are unpleasant, <laughs> that are <laughs> that are still ahead of uh, a bag of fecal matter being do- tossed at me. And they were hurling it, bro. But we we won't we won't linger. I mean, it was it was it was weird, dude. Some uh, weird people out there. There are some weird but people. I appreciate I think... you, man, really having me on the show. It's 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 been it's been fun, man. I really wish we could do more of these throughout the year, but dude, our schedules are just brutal. Yeah, they are. There's be- brutal as the heat outside right now, and uh, yeah, not not right. too terribly far uh, into the future, we'll be able to start hunting and get our minds off such things. But uh, I am I'm excited about the season, man. I know you're gonna have a good one, and uh, I do appreciate you coming on the show and uh, talking about poop. So and talk- <laughs> talking <lot>. about some crap. <laughs> Hey, man, anytime. I appreciate you. (laughs) All right, man. We'll holler at you later. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram or subscribing to the YouTube channel. And be sure to check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch. I truly Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth, so go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.